Uh, we have on the phone here today the owner of WOW Women of Wrestling, Jeannie Buss, the founder and executive producer, David McLean, and Access TV Fight CEO, Andrew Simon. Hey, guys, can you hear us? Yes. Fantastic. Okay, Andrew's yes. here. Yes. Jeannie, can you hear us? <laughs> yes. In the okay. press, All right, here. so let's go ahead and get started here. All right, Jeannie, would you like to start us off here and talk a little bit about how you got involved in women's wrestling and WOW specifically? Um, when I was growing up, um, my father, um, I collected comic books, and my dad would give me Wonder Woman and Supergirl comic books, and he always empowered me to, to say, um, you know, you can do whatever you put your mind to. Um, he specifically made me watch the Billie Jean King-Bobby Riggs match, um, and Billie Jean King became a mentor of mine growing up. Um, I knew David McLean from a uh, from our involvement in professional roller hockey, and he invited me to come see the the women of wrestling, and I'd never seen it before. But as soon as I saw it, I fell in love with it because it made sense. These were female, strong female heroes um, taking on their own battles and fighting for what they believe in. Whether it's good or bad, right or wrong, um, these were um, storylines that resonated with me, and um, we decided that the time was right to, uh, you know, bring it back in a big way. And uh, you know, this this is just something that um, it, it feels like this was always meant to be for me. And watching these female athletes, these performers, I'm really blown away at their ability, at their talent, and they deserve a platform to be seen and to be, you know, take step center stage, not be the undercard, not be the sideshow. This is their time, and I'm really proud to, to be part of this, this team that's bringing it together. Thank you so much for that, Jeannie. Uh, now let's go to David McLean. David, will you please just tell us a little bit about the history of WOW and what fans can expect from the inaugural season of WOW on Access TV? Well, going into WOW, I can't, I can't lead you into it without saying, you know, I grew up in professional wrestling since I was 13. I'm one of those lucky, 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 lucky persons that watched it on TV and was able to get involved in it. I started selling photographs at the matches and that blossomed into me being an announcer for the Midwest wrestling when it was a territorial um, business. And I always saw women in wrestling not treated well. They didn't even get the right locker rooms. They got locker rooms without showers. They weren't treated correctly. And I never sat down and wrote anything out. I just saw it organically. And I was fortunate enough to be an announcer, as I mentioned, for one of the matches. And one of the women's wrestling matches, it was always put on as called in our industry the popcorn match or the less than match, a gimmick match. And these two women just tore the house down. People were screaming and yelling, and I took the liberty to say, how would you like to see these two women in a cage match? The crowd went crazy. And I asked my boss at the time, who was a gentleman that was the rock, the stone cold, the Hulk Hogan of that era, Dick the Bruiser, hey, we should put more women on this on the wrestling matches and build them up as the stars. He told me I must have been nuts out of my mind. No one comes to watch women wrestling. And I said, well, we should start a women's wrestling league. He said, are you crazy? No way. Well, when I hear no, that's the first step to get yes. So. I just set out and went to gyms looking for wrestlers and putting up posters. They threw me out like I was a nutcase. And I moved west and put an ad in to start what became called GLOW, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. And we changed how women's wrestling looked and how it was presented. And it was a success. And I was fortunate enough to sell it and then move on to a career with ESPN for 18 years. But I always itched to get back to women's wrestling to really do it correctly. The most aspiring athletic person in the 80s really was Jane Fonda doing videos. And if you look today, every woman today that's in sports 
is the benefactor of Title IX. They were never told, no, you can't play, you can't do this. They weren't told that's for boys only. And you see it in the athleticism across the board of all women, every one of them that broke the glass ceiling, from Danica Patrick to Lisa Leslie to you can't say anything more than Ronda Rousey and know what she did for women in fighting. You put that all into the blender, and it's a new era. It's a new time for women's wrestling, and they're fearless. And Jeannie Buss came to me and said, we've got to do wow. And we strategically went out to the marketplace. We went from New York, Seattle, Indiana to Florida and hired a marketing firm to meet with wrestling fans and ask them what they wanted in a wrestling program. Because with digital media today, you can watch wrestling everywhere. And most wrestling leagues have some type of a women's wrestling show, meaning they put on one match. Again, it's still the popcorn match. And we found out that the fans wanted three things. They wanted to see more women's wrestling. And they want the thread that went through every city is the fans said they want to see the fun, F-U-N, back in wrestling. And that was a key component. And they wanted a one-hour show dedicated to women's wrestling, not just more. And they wanted, third thing, to be able to watch it with their families again. So mom and dad can experience what they did when they grew up and their generation before that grew up go to the wrestling matches or watch it on TV. So Jeannie, due to her passion to see these women excel and have a platform that they deserve, she did the marketing expertise to make sure that we had all the groundwork done. And we went out and put together our social media platforms first. Then Mark Cuban from Dallas Mavericks, and his president, who's on this call, Andrew Simon, they stepped up and they said, let us help you and let us put wow on the air. And they have a Friday night lineup, the best in the country, a destination spot for anyone that loves fighting. MMA, Access TV gives you the best on a consistent basis, boxing and wrestling. They single-handedly took New Japan Wrestling brought it to America, and have made it into one of, not one of, the best wrestling presentation for pure wrestling fans on the air today. And Mark Cuban, we got to take our hand, hat off to him, he had the vision with Andrew to say, let's package wow with that, let's put it on a Friday night, let's give it a 9 o'clock time slot. So next Friday night, January 18th at 9 o'clock, the paradigm of wrestling is going to change and you're going to have an all and only all women's wrestling show on cable TV, which is really spectacular. So I got into it, Sean, through a passion. And I'm fortunate enough now to be living it with great business partners and some of the best athletes you'll ever see when you watch it next Friday night. Thank you for that, David. Uh, now let's go to Andrew Simon, Access TV Fight CEO. Andrew, can you please talk a little bit about how Access TV became a partner with WOW and how it fits into the overall network? Sure. First of all, uh, thank you all for dialing in. Uh, this is our 15th year of doing MMA and pro wrestling on Access TV. And, uh, you know, where Sean is going, when you have the opportunity to work with trailblazers, I mean, Jeannie Buss is one of the top executives in sports. People say, women executive, but I just throw that out. She's one of the top executives in sports altogether, and maybe in any business. She's unbelievable. Then you take you know, David McLean, the founder of Glow, one of the original people behind giving women wrestlers the credit they deserve. I mean, he started Glow when nobody else wanted to do it, like David said. Now he brings back WOW, and uh, at a time when women are getting credit across all sports, but in pro wrestling, this is going to be the only hour, the only place to see a nationally televised women weekly wrestling series. And I know David said that, but I think you got to soak that in. There's no other place anywhere in the country to have a weekly series of one hour of pure women's wrestling. So, you know, for us, 
Um, they, uh, Jeannie and David had also done a deal with MGM and Mark Burnett, and we've had a long relationship with Mark Burnett uh, through the MMA side, and Mark Cuban is also on Shark Tank, as we know. And uh, Jeannie happens to be across the street from our L.A. office. So you put all these things together. Uh, we had great meetings with Jeannie and David and got to hear their vision of how they wanted to bring women to the forefront. We had a wrestling series called New Japan Pro Wrestling that's been voted year after year as the best hour of pro wrestling on television by all the critics out there. And our goal is now to make the women's series with GLOW and then WOW today the best hour you can ever see of wrestling on television. So putting all those pieces together, having great partners, um, you know, it really just came together pretty quick, Sean. And then we uh, taped these series. And we're going to launch it on January 18th to give David and Jimmy the platform for all these women to get the credit they deserve on Access TV. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, all right, so now we're going to open things up to questions. For those of you participating through the web platform, please feel free to click the hand raise button that you'll see on the uh, program, and I will go ahead and call on you one at a time and unmute you. Uh, if you have a follow-up question, you're welcome to ask one. Uh, and let's go ahead and start here with Sean Ross Sapp with Fightful.com. Sean, can you hear us okay? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Go ahead with your question. <clears throat> I wanted to ask Jeannie, uh, it's something I had talked to David about a little bit. With you as the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers and Mark Cuban as the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, what was that like coming together for a project like this, considering that several months or virtually all year, you guys are working against each other? Uh, that's a good question no actually from, from the very first day that i met mark um i've had nothing but uh admiration and respect for him and what he's brought to the nba when he joined as a partner and really if you look at the the nba um the you know the 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 uh teams really we are in a partnership and we think of ourselves as partners and and that that's what allowed the NBA to become the the you know the league that it is today under the leadership of Commissioner Adam Silver is that we look at it as a, a partnership amongst the teams as well as the players as our partners. So this um, collaboration is to me very it, it makes a lot of sense, but I can see maybe from the outside wait a minute, the Mavericks and the Lakers are, are competing on the floor, but we have uh, respect for each other, and, and I really enjoy, um, I've enjoyed working with him and Andrew Simon and the Access TV crew on this project, and uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity that they have given us to, to have a platform to showcase these tremendous athletes. Thank you. If you want to truly style and profile and tell it like it is, you got to be wearing the official t-shirt. Head over right now to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gurick. That is the official merchandise store of Gurick.net. Eight great designs, $17.99. Plus shipping and handling will get you one of our shirts. Check them out today, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gurick. They ship internationally, domestically, PayPal, debit, credit, you name it, they got it. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gurick. And for the latest in pro wrestling news, keep it locked to Gurick.net, your number one source on the World Wide Web for the latest in pro wrestling news since 1997. All right. Thank you for that, Sean. All right. Our next question here comes from Jim Barcelone with the Miami Herald. Jim, would you like to ask a question now? Thank you, Jeannie. Being that the Lakers, you're the owner of the Lakers as well, and I'm wondering, because LeBron James is a big wrestling fan, is there any chance of him or even Magic or any of the Lakers attending shows or getting involved in the ring or even behind the scenes? Um, they would be dream partners um, to have involved in WOW. I think once they watch it on Access TV, then maybe we could have a conversation. But but so far, I've, I have not had those conversations with either of those gentlemen. But I, I think once they see it, they're going to fall in love with it, just like I did. And I also had a question for Andrew. Andrew, 
this is an eight-episode series, if I'm reading correctly. What will it take to do more in the future, and do I have that right with the eight episodes? You do have it right. Um, with the launch, uh, it's the eight-episode series, and we're expecting to shoot uh, new episodes shortly after. You know, of course, we want to see the reaction and have everybody uh, blow it out of the water and tune in. So um, my anticipation is we'll be shooting again um, in the first quarter, um, additional episodes. So I think stay tuned for that next announcement. Um, but, you know, first we wanted to make sure everybody uh, loves it as much as we do and then go forward um, to announce a much bigger, uh, longer, continual series after that. And lastly, David. And if I, and if, I, if I can chime in on Andrew's comment there, we sat down with Andrew and discussed how do we properly position WOW. And they have done an unbelievable job in launching New Japan Wrestling. And we sort of took their model, if you will, where they took older programming, brought it in, and then eventually grew New Japan into actually they came here and did several events last year, two of which I know sold out in the Long Beach Arena. And we wanted to methodically do that also, slowly bring it out, methodically bring it into the marketplace, and listen to the fans. I want you to emphasize that because that's how this all started we relaunched wow because we went and met and listened to the fans and you can't knock what access tv has done with new japan and it's a smart way to do it so you have a brand that grows properly to the liking of the audience and go ahead i'm sorry to have interrupted you that's okay no dave thank you david also uh, lastly Will WOW be like GLOW with the campy segments and also the wrestling, or will it be a different presentation? It's a different presentation. There's, a, there's clearly a nod to GLOW with respect to uh, immediately off my, forehead, my head, I can think of uh, one of the characters, Razor. Uh, she has fabulous makeup that was an invention of, of GLOW. Um, it definitely has fun in it, which is a resonant, res, resonates with glow fans. But no, it's more sport than camp, that's for sure. I didn't actually like the direction glow went in the end with too much camp. And um, but you know, the biggest differentiator for WoW in the marketplace is we are targeting yes, the half billion global wrestling fans worldwide who like to see women's wrestling. But we're also cemented in female characters and story. And we open our, our, our audience and our programming to newcomers, women, which typically are not thought of in wrestling presentation. And our market position, you know, I don't know, it, it's our forefront. It's, it's our value proposition, Bill. It makes us different from every other wrestling presentation in our competitors. It's how we develop our product, how we develop our stories. Everything ultimately is our content, and it's driven 24-7 by powerful women. And I think that's the thought place where we are. Um, that's the connection. Fun, colorful characters. Um, we're superheroes first, villains and superheroes women second and that makes for a great uh, presentation and something i think will resonate with the fans thank you all all right thanks for your question jim uh next we're going to go to james walsh with wrestling epicenter james go ahead and speak hi guys it's a pleasure to talk to you um i'll be honest uh, Mr. Barcelona asked one of my questions, but I was going to bring up to Miss Buss. I spoke with Tessa Blanchard last week to promote an Impact Wrestling pay-per-view, and as much as we talked about Impact, she kept bringing the conversation back to WOW because she's so impressed with how the product came out. Could you speak to the quality of human beings these women are and, and how unbelievably prepared they are to promote the product outside of even when maybe you're expecting them to? I I am... You know, I'm I'm such a super fan of these women, especially Tessa. As soon as I met her, you know, she lives up to her 
nickname. She is, she is, uh, she's amazing. And um, really, I think it's a testament to um, David McLean and how um, the women have been cast, how he does a, a search to find the best athletes. And, you know, he can speak uh, more to how the characters are created. Um, I'm, I'm such a fan that, that you know, I, I kind of get blinded by the, the storylines, which it, it makes it really enjoyable for me. But these are quality women who, have, who are dedicated athletes who have spent their life dedicated to, um, you know, being the, the best athlete that they could be. And um, I find it unfortunate that because of Title IX, there's so many great female athletes that there aren't enough places for them to showcase their talent. You know, we've got women's tennis and women, the Women's Basketball League and the WNBA, but there's not enough uh, places for these women to shine and take center stage. So um, I think you'll see the, the, the dedication, the professionalism, the, the performance capacity of uh, our athletes. And, um, you know, that, that speaks also to who they are as people because they, they've, they've worked hard and they deserve this opportunity to be seen by the largest possible audience. All right. And I did have one more question for Mr. McLean, if I could. Um, yeah. I was a big fan of the original WOW, uh, the, the WOW Women of Wrestling that did the Unleashed pay-per-view with the great Bobby Heenan. And um, you were the commentator for that one as well. You were a big part of that. Is this show, it's kind of a rehash of the question that Mr. Barcelona asked, but is this show going to be anything reminiscent to that, or is it more of a serious approach? It's a serious approach. The, and the characters that, are presented all derived from who the person is. We have a wrestler named Princess Aussie, and um, she was born in Australia. And for her mother to be able to feed her and keep the family together, she literally had to move to Trinidad and take a job as a teacher. And Princess Aussie, whose name is Simone, had to be raised literally by the tribe in Australia. And when I heard that story, I said, okay, tell me what's the most unique thing of growing up within a village with tribe members raising you. And she said, oh my, we would dance. And, you know, I was the only outsider, not a member of the tribe that was allowed to participate in their ceremonies, etc." Well, from that, we bring in a group of dancers that are in the same costume and paint, et cetera. And she pays homage to that. Um, so each person, we have, we have a wrestler named The Beast. And, you know, only Andre the Giant, I can remember, when he stepped over the third rope, you knew you were seeing a phenom. All the other superstars, from Hulk Hogan to The Undertaker to Steve Cole Austin to The Rock, they developed into their personas and superstardom. But Andre the Giant was a star the second he stepped over the rope. We have that in WOW. Her name's The Beast. And she's going to debut in the first match on January 18th at 9 o'clock on Access. And she literally, when she leaps over that third rope, people are going to, jaws will drop, and you're knowing you're seeing a special athlete, a, phen a phenomenal athlete. And one thing we're doing in WOW that's different and um, it's a take from the Olympics. How come every time the Olympics come on, we get interested in certain Olympic performers and what they're doing in their sport going for the gold? Well, they give you a package on television where you get to meet them. And we're doing that within the WOW programming. We're showing you, we're pulling the curtain back and showing you who these performers and wrestlers are. And they will resonate with fans. Fans will either want to stand up and cheer them, and in some cases they'll want to stand up and boo them. But we're doing that, which has never really been done in a wrestling show ever before. So you're going to meet these wrestlers, these women. And I think if you look at the Netflix series, Glow, 
that's what's resonating with so many people that love it and have allowed it to go into its third season on Netflix this summer is that the producers of that program have showcased the sisterhood of those women that even in the 80s went into the ring to wrestle for GLOW, and that's resonating with today's audience. So we, we're trying to bring that to you versus comedy sketches, and it will enhance your watching of their actual matches and their feuds. Um, so that's the difference, and that's what we're going to be doing. Awesome. I appreciate the time. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, James. Our next question will come from Tim Fiervanti with ESPN. Tim, go ahead and take it away. Sure. Thanks, Sean. Um, but my first question is for uh, David. Could you compare the uh, the appetite and the audience uh, between uh, when you first uh, helped launch Glow to the current uh, environment of wrestling that uh, WoW is entering? The appetite is increased to see women's wrestling because they've been exposed to it. They've been exposed to um, even starting with Ronda Rousey and MMA fighting. Before Ronda, anyone thinking of a a lady jumping into that ring and, and doing MMA fighting, I don't even think it existed. And she changed that paradigm. She changed that status quo. Um, you, you had two female uh, race drivers. I know Janet Guthrie was one of the first, but you had two female r- race drivers in the Indy 500 this year. No one even mentioned it because it was commonplace. What's changed is they know that these wrestlers are athletes. They know Tessa Blanchard is a student of, the, of wrestling. They know Santana Garrett grew up at five years old as a gymnast. And so what's changed is a recognition of who the women are and their athletic prowess. And never have I been asked in the last two to three years, is it oil wrestling? Is it mud wrestling? And in the 80s, that's all I asked. I noted earlier in tonight's in today's commentary, um, Jane Fonda was the big thing in the 80s. I mean, she was considered an athlete prowess doing the videos. Well, look at today. Um, you, you could just go down the list of athletes that are females and they're breaking ground and Jeannie bus and access TV are changing the status quo by giving you an all women's wrestling show dedicated for women wrestling. So there's the big difference. Thank you. Um, and my other question was for Jeannie, um, coming from obviously, uh, a sports background, uh, can you tell me a little bit about, uh, after doing your due diligence and research, what made stepping into this marketplace, this industry, um, so appealing to you? For all of your pro wrestling news, check out goek.net, your number one source for wrestling news since 1997. Um, it was important to me that um, uh, women athletes have an opportunity to perform um, and earn a living. And, um, you know, as I said earlier, there's, you know, women's tennis, the WNBA, um, you know, figure skating, but there just isn't enough um, opportunities uh, that, you know, for the athletes that, you know, we have so many uh, women who participate in college athletics now uh, through scholarships and other programs that have their their dedicated athletes to earn that scholarship but now what do they do when they they graduate um you know a lot of them go overseas to play in the different professional leagues overseas soccer volleyball but um you know there just isn't enough uh, opportunities for women um athletics and this i felt um seeing the strong female characters um, stand up and fight their own battles as opposed to uh, running and going to be saved by a man if they have a problem. It's conflict, resolution, good versus evil, all taking place in the ring. And um, as I mentioned, when I was young, uh, something that influenced me heavily was the battle of the sexes between Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. 
And um, Billie Jean King has been a role model for me and many women um, about, uh, you know, standing up for what you believe in, taking on any opponent. And um, I, I think those messages are important for um, women of all ages. And this was the right vehicle. These were the right partners. And it all came together. And um, I couldn't be more proud to um, be partners um, with uh, David McLean and uh, Mark Cuban and Andrew Simon at Access TV, um, as well as MGM um, uh, television giving us a, a opportunity and advice and, and kind of helping us uh, present our programming. Uh, this is not something that we came up with overnight. This has been years in the making, and I am still blown away at the level of competition, um, the, the, the characters, the performance ability of these women, and uh, they, they deserve an audience, and this is the right vehicle, and this is, you know, this is something that I'm, I'm extremely passionate about, as you can tell by my, um, you know, just the things that I'm saying. This is, this, I feel like this is like, uh, you know, this is where my life has headed, you know, uh, since I was young, since my dad gave me the Supergirl and Wonder Woman comic books and, and telling me that women, um, you know, how powerful women can be and that women can do anything. And this is just another step in that direction. Thank you very much. If I, if I could add to what Je what Jeannie just noted, um, one of the one of one of your members today just mentioned they spoke to Tessa Blanchard last week, respectful of her pay per view last Sunday night, I believe it was from Nashville, and she kept coming back to Wow. And you just heard Jeannie why she's engaged. We were asked once. You know, what's the goal for WOW? And there's a lot of them from merchandise at major retail stores will be one of our big business goals. Um, live touring and presenting WOW live across the country is another um, thought. And we're just about to do a live VIP experience for our fans, which will start up in April in Los Angeles. We'll make an announcement soon. But one of our goals and why... Jeannie's enthusiastic and why Tessa Blanchard was excited is to us, this is even bigger than just wrestling and putting on a show. We're passing a torch. We're passing a passion to these women and Netflix touched on it. But believe me, there's such a command to want to be in wrestling from aspiring women. We have a wrestler's two to three that are 18 years old. They signed their contracts with their parents to 42 years old. We have the most diversified talent base from every nationality, size, weight, you know, country of any wrestling organization. But back to why it's important and what, why we're all engaged. We've got talent on our, you know, two wrestlers that inter interact with access TV they handle our social media platforms. They handle TV scheduling. They handle the live arena booking. Tessa Blanchard is moving physically. She's already shipped her car from Florida to Long Beach, California. And she and our trainer, Selena Majors, are opening up the first ever all-female women's wrestling training school in Long Beach, California. So there's a dedicated place for women to learn this craft and art. Um, we have a goal not only of incorporating the talent into our working uh, of this company, but we're teaching them about 401ks and how to save their money and how to invest it. And we, one of our biggest goals is when Jeannie and I are a little older and grayer, some of the talent becomes management in this company, and that's powerful. You look at LeBron James. You look at Kobe Bryant. They're not just basketball players. They're businessmen, and that started with the president of operations from the Lakers, Magic Johnson. Jeannie's dad brought him to L.A., and he schooled him, taught him, handheld him. And you got to give credit to Irvin Johnson for asking for the help. How do I become more than a basketball player? And that's one thing we're doing in WOW. 
how can they become more than a woman wrestler? And we're very proud of that also. And that's what you hear Tessa Blanchard talking about wow women are wrestling, even when she's on another event that has nothing to do with wow, because it's in their passion now to make wow succeed. Fantastic. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Tim. Okay, next we're going to go to Kristen Ashley with Diva Dirt. Kristen, go or Kristen, go ahead and ask your question. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. Okay, good. Thanks. Uh, so my first question can be directed towards uh, everyone. Traditionally, I've read reports where your audience is, I mean, the majority of it is adult males. Uh, being a women's wrestling promotion, you obviously want to uh, dedicate some of this to a woman, a woman's audience. So how do you plan in going forward to really target women and girls for an audience? Well, I'm going to jump in quickly. First off, yes, traditionally um, wrestling, whether it's live or on TV with other companies, is target-based toward a male audience. And even though WWE's male audience is older, it's still driven male audience. But we have all the numbers and the facts from who's tuning in on our social media platforms or website and who's uh, selling, buying tickets at our live event. And the first thing that MGM noticed when MGM came to our live events is they were blown away with how much of a family audience we have and how many moms we have that are bringing their daughters. They've never seen that. They're the producers of Lucha Underground. They've gone to other wrestling shows. We have a family-based audience between 7 and 15 that's strong. Yes, we've got a male audience, 32 to 46, that's about you know, 55%, 60% of our audience. The other is female. And I believe what's going to resonate with females and young teens that are girls is we're 24-7, as I mentioned, all day long, women, running a company for women's wrestling full-time. And by doing that, we're able to do those little, small, marginal gains that provide a better production, better characters, better storyline, the best athletes, and allow the feuds to take place on center stage, all women. Jeannie mentioned it. We don't have storylines where the woman is in distress and then a man saves her. We don't have that in WOW. We don't have a situation where girls are celebrating someone's birthday party and they ask the girl, what's your gift? You go, oh, I hope it's a wedding ring. If I don't get a wedding ring, I'm going to kill myself. What a message to send out to women and little girls. We did an event at Universal Studios. They called us up and said, would you come up here and be in a booth? The event is for... Uh, breast cancer. We came up, we had four women wrestlers in a booth at Universal Studios, and the line was knee-deep. Now, yes, it was for brief, uh, breast cancer event, but it was moms with their little daughters, 9, 11, 12, 13, standing in line for 30, 40 minutes to get their photographs taken with the wild superheroes. On a marketing perspective, that's when I knew we've been doing the right thing. We're sending out the right message. And I think we're successful in that because we're not banging anyone's head over the, uh, with a hammer saying female empowerment, female empowerment, female empowerment. We don't have to do that because there's never been an evolution or revolution with what Jeannie and I have been doing from day one. We've always been about women's wrestling and women's empowerment. So we don't have to beat the fan with it. As such, they gravitate to it, and they see it on their own. And once again, that's why that Glow Netflix series is so popular. They see that sisterhood. They see that empowerment. It doesn't have to be said or told. And I think that is how we're growing already, not going to grow, growing and getting a female-based audience that's watching and connecting with WOW. Now, we're on Access TV and typically fighting, MMA fighting and boxing and wrestling is male. I think they're going to see an uptick in the female audience starting to watch Friday night and seeing, wow. So we're already doing it, 
and we're just going to keep doing what we're doing because we're doing it correctly because women are connected to WOW. And, Sorry and let to be wrong-ended on that. that. Well, just let me add that, you know, we want we want everybody to be part of our audience, men and women. Like, we're, we want – it's inclusive. It's, it's um, you know, we want – people who enjoy wrestling to watch our show. It, it, um, but I think, you know, there's been a failure in our country to have professional uh, women's sports be um, available for women to watch. So, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, change that landscape and give professional athletes an opportunity to be uh, part of, of, you know, a platform that, we just haven't had that opportunity to grow a women's audience. And so hopefully this will be the beginning of all that. Uh, thank you. I'll, I'll try to okay. We're talking about, you know, the ratings piece and men and women, clearly the success uh, of Glow on Netflix um, and, and being a female skewing show as well with, with uh, Glow on Netflix. You take a look at that and then you take a look at the early marketing we put out. We kind of, um, tried to tie into that a little bit with the color scheme, uh, a, a little bit on the early messaging to say, hey, this is a show because more women than ever are interested. Haven't watched, you know, even anecdotally, all my friends that have watched Glow on Netflix, men and women are so much more interested in what's going on loud because now they think they get it. They've seen the camaraderie. They've seen the sisterhood. They've seen what happened on that Netflix show. So I, I think you'll see more women viewing this uh, than ever before. Uh, thank you. My my second question again could be towards everybody. Uh, you know, we talked about Tessa Blanchard being from Impact. Is there going to be any more talent sharing in the future from like Shimmer, Stardom, those sorts of programs? Uh, yes, and we have Kara Hogan, who's an independent wrestling star. I met her, and I you know I met her, and boom, she's. I said you've got to be fire. You've got a passion and a fire as soon as you meet you. We have uh, Jessica Havoc, who wrestles on the East Coast and all up and down the coast on an independent shows, and she's the monster of, of madness and, and wow, Jessica Havoc. Um, we have Amber O'Neill, who, of course, wrestled with Santana Garrett as a tag team partner, and she's under the influence of the fabulous Lana Starr, who's taken her from the countryside of the Carolinas and taken her over to the Beverly Hills Hotel taking her down to the Wilshire Hotel, taking her to uh, some of the finest Botox doctors in Beverly Hills, and just taking her shopping at Tiffany's and every other store and turned her into Beverly Hills Babe. So, yes, we're going to have several independent wrestlers, along with, that come right out of our wrestling school in Long Beach, homegrown wild talent, I call them, just like the Beast, when you see her step into that ring. So that aren't on the independent wrestling scene. So um, it's a blend of the best people that are wrestlers in WOW. And I mention that because when Tessa Blanchard joined WOW, our trainer had told me about her for four years. Tessa Blanchard, Tessa Blanchard, you should see her. And I said, well, we're not going to hire her just because of her dad's famous and her grandfather and her stepdad. And I fortunately ran into her at a live show and was able to sit down and meet with her. She's as great a person as she is a wrestler. And so when I left from meeting her, I said, okay, we're going to hire Tessa Blanchard. And she had just signed a contract with Impact for two years. And due to their generosity, we were able to work out a deal whereby she could perform also in WOW full time. So, we're looking for not just great wrestlers, but also great people. And that's what we have in WOW. Okay. And then my last question, um, now there's, there's 35 women on the roster. Is there only going to be the one belt or do you guys plan on adding belts to the promotion? Is it, there's only, I didn't hear the question clearly. I'm sorry. Add new talent, add new belts and new titles. Hey guys, Marty Daniels here. Check out Gerwick.net today for all of your wrestling news, breaking stories, TV recaps, live pay-per-view coverage, pay-per-view archives, complete WWE talent rosters for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Gerwick.net is your number one source for everything professional wrestling. As far as I can tell, at least there's only the one title 
and there's 35 women on the roster. Yeah, will there be like tag team? I know in the past you've had belts for tag teams. Yes. One, we're gonna re- we're gonna engage the tag team championships again. It's been vacant for a while, and we can't just organically create. It's got to be an authentic creation of enough performers that are going to be tag team partners to initiate that. That's what I'm waiting for. And right now we only maybe have two teams that could be tag team partners. Um, We're looking to bring in Sue Young to team with someone from WOW, and that would be three. So we've got to grow that potential division. But respectful of your other question, are we going to increase the number of championships? No, because it dilutes it. You can create a TV champion, an independent champion, a heavyweight champion, a light heavyweight champion. There's so many champions in some in some other wrestling leagues, you don't even know who the champion is. Um, we're not going to do what boxing has done and what some other wrestling leagues have done. We're going to stay with one championship. It's very easily understood, and it really means something. If you're the wild champion, it represents something to the public and, and within our own company. It represents you're the best. So we're not going to dilute it by creating four or five different championships. Okay, that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kristen. Next, we're going to go to Bill Pritchard with WrestleZone. Bill, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? All right. So I first had a question for Jeannie. Uh, One of the bigger announcements this week was with All Elite Wrestling and the Khan family's involvement. And seeing how both you and Tony have cited your passions for the wrestling business, are there any takeaways that um, you can maybe talk about coming from uh, the sports world to the professional wrestling world and why it's been successful for you and can be for them? Who was, well, who was the person that you mentioned? That mentioned? I just didn't hear it. Sorry to interrupt, Jeannie. Who was the person uh, you just mentioned that got into the the Khan family, who? David? Yeah, Shahid oh, and oh, Tony Khan. Yes, thank you. Well, I, I can't speak for them, but being around sports my entire life, um, you know, I, I like to see the the best in the world and I have seen the best in the world um, luckily in the position that I've been in all different sports so this this just kind of fits all the you know marrying sports and entertainment and uh, <clears throat> bringing in the best and showcasing the talent and letting them put on a show okay and then and I, I have another question I could speak a little to oh I'm sorry go ahead no 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 I'm sorry go finish I could wait I was going to say, you know, obviously with AEW and, and Access TV's involvement with New Japan and and Sean and Tony's move um, with all the wrestling, it, it's never been a more exciting time with what's going on um, in the pro wrestling world. You have the Genie Buses and the Mark Cubans and the Khan family um, with the NFL and offer owners involved. So clearly the opportunity, and you take a look at the deals WWE made this year with Fox, there, there's never been a greater time to be in the wrestling business, that this is the most exciting time. And then the niche in the area where we're going to really dominate is in the women's wrestling side. Because this, you know, I, I know um, All Elite announced yesterday, you know, um, what they were doing. And I think they announced with Brandy and one other wrestler with Britt. And, and, you know, we really are trying to capitalize on that women's wrestling area and make it a place where women feel comfortable and can excel and be the main event. They won't be the third or fourth down the card. Um, so I hope that answers that part of the con family. Yes. Um, and then I had a question for all three of you, I guess. Um, televised wrestling has been around for a while, and there's been several seasons of WOW so far. Are you looking to present the show or women's wrestling in a more unique way, considering streaming is taking on more of a press like more of an importance today well we're going to continue to build out our social media platforms and continue to deliver uh content digitally even access to recognize the importance of that and provide it in our agreement that we can um, take sections of the content that's even aired on access 
and market it digitally. So they had a understanding of of the necessity to continue to build out ourselves digitally. And the reason it says we've had seasons is because we presented them that way online digitally to slowly and methodically bring the brand back. But Access TV is a coup to the extent that Jeannie and I have wanted a major platform to showcase WOW. So for now, that's the key component, making sure that the product's the best for Access TV and then step back a second and continue to grow the social media and the digital platforms. All right, thanks for your time. All right, thank you, Bill. Uh, next, we'll go to Nick Hossman with Wrestling Inc. Nick, go ahead and take it away. Hi, guys. This is uh, Nick. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, I'll throw this out to everybody right now, uh, piggybacking off of the AEW stuff. Uh, one of the hot topics coming out of their uh, rally the other day was the topic of health insurance for their performers. Uh, is that something that's going to be offered to WOW? I know David was talking about giving them 401k advice and trying to create a better environment for them. With each of our wrestlers is already and has always been insured. So unlike any other wrestling organization, we have uh, full coverage for the talent if they get injured, and many of the performers have appreciated that and said thank you to Jeannie Buss for that. And one thing Jeannie demanded, she demanded it, because I come from a wrestling world, and I basically said, hey, there's no other wrestling organization that does this. And Jeannie says, I don't care. We're changing the status quo, David, and I'm going to make sure our talent is protected. And so we already do it, and we've been doing it from day one due to Jeannie's concern to make sure that the talent is is protected. Uh, Great. And uh, I guess my last question I would have uh, for David, uh, also piggybacking off that, I know you talked about how WOW is going to be showcasing women uh, right up front, but AEW has had talks about, you know, where what is their TV deal going to look like? Has there been any... Uh, discussion between Access and AEW about maybe adding them to the the lineup that's very strong already on Access. That's an Andrew. I should take that one. <laughs> I'll take that one, David. Um, you know, obviously we have a strong partner in New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, and uh, with their announcement too that they're, you know, coming to Dallas this year to the American Airlines Center. Um, with AEW, they're in talks, uh, I believe, out there for tele uh, for television deals. But currently, um, we, we are we are not looking to add AEW to the roster, but we'd be open to listening. But our, our first priority would always be to our current partners who've been good to us. So, um, at the current time, we are not looking to add AEW. Okay, cool. Thank you guys so much. Yep. All right. Thank you for those, Nick. All right. Our next question comes from Renee Martinez. Renee, are you there? I am uh, I am here um, calling on behalf of the Russell Talk uh, podcast. Thank you for having me on. Of course, take it away. All right, thank you. Um, I, I guess I have one question uh, for each individual. Uh, ladies first, like my mama taught me so many years ago. Uh, Jeannie, just a big, huge fan uh, of basketball since I was a little kid. I was blessed to grow up down in South Florida, and uh, many, many times I had an opportunity to go to the uh, to heat games and especially around the time of year where the Lakers came into town. So thank you for providing so many years of wonderful entertainment for me as, as a child and, and obviously now through my adult years. Um, so I guess my first question would be to you, uh, considering the fact that you have been around the world of entertainment for so many years, I'm guessing somewhere along the lines, maybe back in the forum days, you had an opportunity to go or, uh, or, or lock into professional wrestling to a certain extent, uh, seeing as you do have an affinity for it. Do you have any memories that you could share with us uh, from your formative years, maybe going and seeing Hulk Hogan or, you know, maybe something you saw on TV that maybe stuck with you that allowed you to kind of continue to develop this passion and love that you have for professional wrestling? Yes, I can. I can talk about Cindy Lauper and uh, girls <laughs> just want to have fun and her music video that featured Captain Lou Albano and, um, you know, just how um, wrestling has always been fun and exciting and over the top and, you know, full of colorful costumes. And, um, you know, so it's always been something that, uh, you know, um, had a, a, a place in my heart. And, to, you know, to now be on this side of being a promoter and, um, 
supporter of of WOW Women of Wrestling. It's a dream come true for me. And, you know, I expect this to, to you know, um, hopefully inspire another generation just like I was inspired back in the 80s. Hey, everybody. This is Rachel Ellering coming at you. For all your pro wrestling news, check out Gerwick.net. Talk to you soon. Well, I'll tell you what. I have two little girls, and I thank you on their behalf because now we can sit down and watch pro wrestling together as a family and it's going to be females first i'm very excited about the, the details of the program and that i've heard uh, about so far um and, and thank you so my following question is uh, for david which by the way david thank you for joining us last night i know your schedule is super hectic uh, the show was fantastic the feedback from our fans was tremendous um so i want to go ahead and uh, follow that question up with um with one to you um seeing as you did decide to take the time to join us uh, last night on the wrestle talk podcast i'm curious what is the level of commitment from you and everybody else over at WOW to continue to d- diversify the media that you're using uh, to um, expose fans to the product? Uh, I can tell you from personal experience, we've knocked on some big doors in the pro wrestling business, and we've been turned away uh, because we you, do use primarily a podcasting format. Uh, you guys seem to be taking a little bit of a different approach. Is that something that you uh, can can say with confidence that you're committed to continue to doing and and using alternative forms of media uh, to promote. Wow. Yes. And that, and, and that also has to go a nod to the, to access TV. Uh, Andrew Simon afforded us the opportunity to bring access TV's uh, PR division on board with us, Sean and Cindy, and you couldn't have met better partners and PR people. They had an affinity and a knowledge and a passion to grow wow that I haven't seen. I've been on several television shows. I mean, geez, over 400 hours of TV programming with networks putting in money but not putting in passion. And Access TV brings passion to the table. And they actually opened up my eyes to using the podcast and the, and the different forms of media. And I think it's tremendous in, in the leadership and the guiding that their PR firm has done. And so I don't take credit for having that vision. I take credit to Access TV for opening my eyes to it. So to your question, are we going to continue it? Yes. And I think, you know, podcasts like your own, and all the members of the wrestling press that are on this call today are vitally important to growing WOW. Uh, no pun intended, we're David versus Goliath, not only in terms of other wrestling companies with billions to spend on their product, but all in our other entertainment fractions. Um, so we need the support of the fan base. Well, the fan base lives within the communities of these social media digital platforms. So Access TV has exposed us to that, and we're so fortunate to benefit from their leadership. Well, absolutely, and that's very exciting for me and obviously the the, uh, the listeners of our show uh, to know that this isn't just a one-time deal because you guys are getting ready to kick off. We can definitely look forward to, to more conversations uh, with you and, and many of the superstars at WOW, so I'm very thankful uh, for that. And my very last question is for you, uh, Andrew. Um, we heard uh, it be spoke about just a few moments ago, but I'm curious, um, as time goes on, can we look forward to potentially seeing some of the, the stuff that we're seeing currently on Access uh, pop up uh, somewhere, uh, YouTube, uh, Netflix, Hulu, uh, similar to what we see some of the other programming on television doing, even primetime shows will pop up the next day on Hulu, for example. Is that something you guys are looking to target within, uh, I guess, the initial phases of the rollout of WOW? Well, I, I think in the early uh, the early phase, we'd love people to watch on Access TV. We are a TV network. We love people to uh, early on get it on us. But in the long term, um, you know, Jeannie and David have the global rights to make this go wherever they want around the world. So they can put it on any platform they want uh, around the world to get this to be a global phenomenon, to get the women the global recognition they deserve. So um, I do think you'll see it in a lot of different forms, and, and you may see Access TV in different forms over time. So, you know, maybe we'll be in different uh, over-the-top forms, but 
you know, today you can get us on the Sling and the DirecTV Now and the Philos and all the OTT services out there. So you'll continue to see us expand our presence um, wherever people want to view. That's where Access TV wants to be. And, you know, our goal is to have WOW get uh, as much viewership and as many platforms as possible over time. Awesome. As a Sling TV subscriber, thank you, because I already watch Access every Friday and Saturday night with my wife. So I guess what you're saying is set your DVRs, guys, Access TV starting next Friday night. Thank you guys for your time. I'll continue to listen. Thank, Thank you. For the you. Promo. Let me ask you Appreciate something. Are you, are, I hope the superheroes, and I've been complimented on them, that they're engaged in social media and they're even answering questions from the fans. Have you found that to be accurate? Uh, yes. Uh, th- thank you for asking that, David. Absolutely. I think I mentioned it when we were talking yesterday. Um, the engagement just from some of the advertisements, the posters, the links that we sent out prior to your appearance on the show uh, many of the superstars uh, engaged, shared, commented, and for someone such as myself, I mean, there's nothing better because I still, before anything else, consider myself to be a fan. And to have the superstars take the time to engage, to take the, the, the superheroes to take time from their busy schedules as they train and prepare for this, to, to want to re-engage with the fans that really ultimately make the brand what it is, I think is fantastic. And I really do hope that never changes. Well, I think it won't because they're doing it all out of passion, and you can't beat passion with anything. All right. Thank you, Renee. Uh, We have time here for just one more question, so we'll go to Matt Douglas. Matt, are you there? I'm Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Take it away. Hi, thanks. Uh, My question is more for um, maybe for David and Jeannie, and thanks for taking the time today. Um, You know, your current champion, Santana Garrett, is a second-generation, you know, wrestler, Tessa Blanchard third generation, how does that change the tempo through the rest of the, the WOW roster? Do Does that kind of elevate everyone and push everyone to step up? It, it certainly elevates them. And as I mentioned earlier with WOW, you know, having an all-female training center, uh, Tessa's already stepped up to assist our current trainer, Selena. And it's funny, uh, <laughs> maybe she'll hear this, uh, Selena's very kind at training and very, and very uh, hand-holding. And Tessa, being 23, is a drill sergeant. And they both have the same background trainer in George South out of uh, the Carolinas. And, um, yes, it steps up everyone's level because they know uh, that Santana's one of the best performers in that ring. And Tessa is also... And when they come to L.A. and they train and they get into the ring, uh, they have a craftsmanship that only benefits everyone else. And um, Tessa, even at her young age of 23, is dedicated to becoming one of the best trainers in the sport and helping people become women wrestlers because she said firsthand, there was nothing like wow for me. She goes, I had to go and train with guys. And she goes, while that probably gave me a benefit at the end, she said it had a lot of disadvantages. And I saw women come to the training school, and because it was a guys training school with guys teaching, I saw a lot of great female athletes walk out that door. It wasn't for them. They weren't nurtured. Uh, It wasn't for girls. And she says, I stuck it out, but I'm going to change the course of that. And that's why she stepped up and said, please, let me become more in WOW than just a wrestler. Let me help train wrestlers. I want to change the industry. And I think we've got two of the best trainers in the country, and Selena and Tessa, and they both bring something different to our wrestling school. So the answer to your question is firsthand, yes their participation elevates our product. Great. Thanks so much. And just one more. I know we're out of time here. Who's our, who's the dark horse in wow. Like if we sit down the next Friday night and start watching, who's maybe a name we don't know that we should start paying attention to. Princess Aussie. The beast is clear. You go to WOWE.com, our website, and look under the superheroes and see them. And you're going to clearly know the beast is a standout. You already know Jungle Girl's prowess. Jungle Girl walks on a plane, and everybody's head turns 
when they look at her physique and her arms, women and men, even little kids, they just look and admire her physique. Princess Aussie is someone you should watch out for. She is a real athlete. I spoke of her before. She's the Australian that just moved here, and she's been sleeping literally uh, on the floor at a friend's house to have her dream come true of being a woman wrestler, and we're making it happen. And um, it's exciting. So she she's the dark horse, if you want, to the extent she's just starting, and she just started her career with us. And when you watch her in that ring and the moves she does, jumping off the third rope, et cetera, you know, I passed the torch this year of ring announcing because I guess I'm, I'm my, it's like puberty. My voice is starting to crack. So I passed the torch, and I've been waiting to do it for years. We wanted to find the right person. Shaw Guerrero, the late Eddie Guerrero and Vicky's daughter, is the ring announcer for WOW. She is the new face and voice of women's wrestling. She's the best voice I've ever heard. She's fabulous. And Princess Aussie jumps and leaps off that rope and does the frog splash. When she did that, Shaw Guerrero cried because that's her dad's move. It was something else. So she's the one to and watch. Then, and then, David, this is Andrew. And, you know, I've been watching wrestling for 40-plus years. And, you know, the one person, again, from a dark horse perspective that people won't be ready for, the mic work of Jesse Jones. Just well, just watch out for Jesse Jones. She, uh, her, her ability on the mic, she, her, her gimmick is to make wrestling great again. And I'll leave it there that you guys can <laughs> uh, figure out where that's going to head. But she, she – finds heel heat quickly and has the fans turn on her and uh she's here to make wrestling great again and uh you know i, I think the, her her ability on the mic was uh, was unparalleled that night as well so so for people that you're not expecting get ready for jesse jones well thank you we all so much of, of red of red caps that say yeah. make wrestling great again jesse jones that's right that's right so be ready <laughs> Awesome. Well, as a longtime fan of over 30 years, thank you guys so much for bringing this up, and I'll be tuning in Friday night. All right. Thank you for that, Matt, and thank you, Jeannie, Andrew, and David, for joining us here today. Appreciate all you in the media who are on the call still. Uh, we'll have the audio for this available later this afternoon, uh, and I'll also send around information in case you need any photos or other media assets. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact Cindy or myself. Uh, and that will wrap it up for today. Thank you. Thank you.